we've very much moved from being a box shifter, shifting out boxes of pens to schools, to actually becoming an education company. We want to be there for the school, for the teachers, for the tutors to provide you know, all the support. You're not being um, tested on your reading ability in these exams. If you're doing a geography exam and you're being asked about periglaciation or you know, volcanoes, there's a lot of technical terminology and the pens can just be used simply to run over the words and hear them aloud. And it was a startup. It was really exciting. It was internet um, stuff, which was all brand new at the time. I mean, it seems amazing. We're all so used to all this stuff now, but the internet was actually a new, exciting you know, place that people had never really explored before. Yeah, the, the pen does optical character recognition on the word it sees. So it's seeing that image, captures that image of the word. It then turns it into digital text on the screen and then performs text-to-speech on it within a matter of seconds. Our technology allows the teacher and the teaching assistant to be more nimble, to move around the classroom, to not have to sit with one or two students who perhaps dominate their time. Welcome to the Qualified Tutor Podcast. I'm your host, Ludo Miller, and I'll be interviewing tutors and thought leaders from across the tutoring landscape to inspire, inform, and motivate you to become the best tutor you can be. The Qualified Tutor Community is a safe and supportive space for tutors who love to learn and grow. We offer training, resources, ideas, and a chance to connect with like-minded tutors. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join our Qualified Tutor Community at www.qualifiedtutorcommunity.org or find it in the show notes. Welcome to the next episode of, of the Qualified Tutor Podcast. Today, we, we welcome on uh, Jack Churchill, CEO and co-founder of, of Scanning Pens. Now, uh, Scanning Pens was, was born out of a desire to bring technology to the world of, of SEND education. Um, and, and the primary tool that Jack and, and co-founder Toby Sutton uh, deliver to students and, and educational institutions and, and, and schools is the C-Pen. Um, which I'm sure we'll be hearing much more about in the next 25 minutes or so. Um, this is a tool used, used really to, to help dyslexic students kind of read um, and, and access words that they might otherwise kind of struggle with. Um, so today we're going to be discussing how, how scanning pens can be used for, for tutors and, and educators kind of everywhere around, around the globe um, and, and what we can expect from the upcoming uh, Dear for Dyslexia Learning Festival, um, which is taking place later uh, on this month. Um, so welcome, Jack. Thank you very much for, for joining us. Hi, Ludo. Now, really delighted to be with you. Thank you so much for including me in this episode. Not, not a problem at all. There's, there's I feel, a great deal that we can discuss here, but we'd like to focus kind of today on, on, on the background of scanning pens and, and how tutors can... can utilize this this tool to to to, to their best advantage um, now as regular listeners will know we, we start with a with a with a question every time that tends to get the most out of out of our, our guests um, and uh, that question is jack uh, what, what kind of a student were you um 
I wasn't a very good student, let's put it like that. Um, I definitely uh, struggled at school. It was back in the day when they had uh, lists on the wall of, you know, how you'd done in your you know, tests the previous week or the previous month. And, you know, my name was normally featured quite near the bottom of that list uh, regularly. Um, but I, I enjoyed school. I enjoyed um, learning. Um, but I just found certain subjects, particularly um, uh, maths or um science you know really tough i found the language and the reading quite hard um the school recommended i went for a dyslexia assessment at the age of 14 and i had that and i was assessed as being dyslexic and actually i think from that point onwards um a new chapter opened actually in my education because i finally was getting you know, a lot more extra support and i wasn't just being told that you know i wasn't working hard enough and it was all my fault. I was being told, actually, you can have some extra support uh, when it comes to exams. We can give you extra time and give you um, access to more resources, as it were. And, you know, these things make a huge difference to someone's outcome in life. You know, I went on to pass my GCSEs, A-levels, uh, go to university and um, eventually um, set up a business um, in the world of dyslexia, you know, I'd never planned to end up in the world of dyslexia, but sometimes life goes full circle, doesn't it? And, uh, you know, one day you wake up and you realize, oh, I'm working for a dyslexia focused business and I'm also dyslexic. You know, what a coincidence is that? Yeah, I'm sure uh, it would have made those teachers who helped you in those school days extremely proud. Uh, to know that they contributed to that. So I, I think what you've done there, uh, Jack, very um, very concisely is lead uh, lead us on into the next step, really, which is which is telling us where where scanning pens kind of came from and, and and why it's why it's here to stay. Yeah. So um, I left university. I then went off and worked for various different uh, businesses. This is all, all around two thousand, and. Um, one of them was an education company, and it was sharing uh, university research across Europe. And it was a startup. It was really exciting. It was internet um, stuff, which was all brand new at the time. And it seems amazing. We're all so used to all this stuff now. But <laughs> the internet was actually a new, exciting you know, place that people had never really explored before. And um, anyway, I found myself working for this education company with some friends from university, the internet bubble then burst, I think, uh, late 2001, early 2002. And um, myself and the 40 other young people who'd been working for this uh, internet education company found ourselves sort of out, out of work, looking for a job and all the rest. At that point, I was introduced to um, a company uh, from Israel, actually, who made pen scanners. And they had pen scanners for translating and pen scanners for reading. And I was quite captivated by this technology that could support someone to read independently. And, you know, I, I didn't really overthink about it at the time. I just thought this is quite clever technology. You can run a pen over a word and it will read to you aloud in a number of seconds. And so we started working with that company in the UK, being their UK um, partner and we went to lots of education and technology shows and then over the following 17 years we just expanded out the business uh, we worked with um, different suppliers and actually in more recent years it's been 
CPEN, a Swedish company that we've teamed up with uh, to develop this latest range of technology. Um, the Wizcom pens were always very clever for the year 2000, but when you start getting to 2018, 2019, this technology is now slow, uh, clunky. It's got a voice like Stephen Hawking, mm-hmm. uh, who we all admire, obviously. But I just felt like we were ready for some new technology, and and hence why, you know, in the last you know four or five years, we've released this new technology from CPEN, which now uses cameras. It's got big chips, so it can store really nice quality voices, different accents, and it gives young people and adults the technology they need to instantly access printed material whilst on the go you know if you can't be an independent worker it's a real struggle in life you know imagine you're in a class you're 13 14 years old you know, are you going to stick your hand up minute after minute and ask your teacher to come over and read words to you that you can't access in worksheets you're not so um we we feel our technology which in some ways is quite simple straightforward uh, just gives people that instant um you know feedback of those words that they need and they come with headphones so they're kind of uh, independent they're not uh, disturbing others um and they can still be listening to the teacher while you know hearing feedback yeah. from the pen no without getting too technical jack i've got two questions to ask you okay um first one is uh just step back one 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 pace and just if you could just explain how how a, how a scanning pen works and then part b of that question is uh how do you prevent a scanning pen from getting so big that it no longer becomes like a pen basically what do you mean so big well you say that you added um you, you know you added uh, chips to add kind of more voice technology yep. and, and by increasing the functionality of your pens mm. how do you keep them kind of so slight and able to be held in a hand and, and used as a pen basically yeah, okay, no, um, great question. So, um, I mean, I guess a lot of the technology has got smaller and um, yeah, you've, you've now can fit you know, gigabytes of um, memory onto small devices. So over the last 20 years, the technology has gradually shrunk down. So it's been able to be smaller and, and actually that's made it much easier for, for younger people to be able to hold the pen and, and to use it before we were talking about 10 11 year olds now we're talking even six seven year olds can can hold this technology and use it for 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 reading um i think you're right though there is a you know we 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 always come back to the idea of supporting reading and having definitions to support the definitions um we do have other features like voice recorders and language translation but we always come back to the core which is to support someone with their reading and to try and work to make that as as useful as possible in a way. I forgot your first question, Ludo. Do you remember it? Not a problem. I, I think I probably uh, tied you up slightly with the, with the, the intricacies of the second of part B, but the, the part A was, was really just, just how a, sp- a scanning pen works for someone who's... who's ah, yes. Brilliant. So yeah, it's a small handheld device. It's about the size of um, kind of like a really large highlighter pen that you might use to highlight words in a book. And in fact, it works in a sort of similar way. You um, you tap the pen down on the paper and a light comes on from the nose of the pen and you run that over the word or line of text and lift it up and it then reads the word aloud to you. So there's a camera on the end of the pen, there's a screen and a speaker and you've got 
charging for the USB rechargeable battery. And you've got a headphone port as well. So, um, yeah, the, the pen does optical character recognition on the word it sees. So it's seeing that image, captures that image of the word. It then turns it into digital text on the screen and then performs text to speech on it within a matter of seconds. Um, and it can read a word or a line of text or even a whole paragraph aloud. You just have to, the limitation is you have to scan one line in at a time. And I think that's quite good because it means that an individual is with their book or their document and they're working through it line by line and anything they get stuck on, they're using this as a tool to support them with their reading. I think it's more for supporting someone who can read a bit, but just gets stuck on individual words or phrases. Um, I mean, some people do use it to read all the text, uh, but you know, I, I think it's more as for picking out individual words on a, on a page, as it were. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I suddenly was thinking in my mind about, you know, making using this pen to make reading a very kind of passive thing and just kind of drawing over a series of lines and, you know, almost while you're doing something else. But actually, it's not that's not its best use, is it? Definitely. And you can, um, I'm sure you've come across there are apps you can get nowadays where you can take a picture and it will convert that into text and it will read the whole thing aloud to you. I mean, those apps are brilliant. And as a company, we always recommend a toolbox approach. So you might use a pen scanner at one part of your day. You might use uh, text-to-speech on your phone or on your computer at another part of the day. And there's just lots of different um, tools in that toolbox you can deploy in order to support someone with their, their everyday um, you know, difficulties. But maybe that's reading or writing or whatever it might be. Um, but what I would say is brilliant about the pen scanner, particularly for people who are maybe at school and let's say dyslexic, is it does everything on the device and there's, it's distraction free. So if I give my 12 year old an iPad and tell him to go away and any words he gets stuck on, take a picture and uh, he will be off doing other stuff on that iPad quite quickly, you know, that's social I, media, chatting. That's Jack. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that I, that's why I really value our technology as a, um, you know, it's so easy to say it's all about apps now in this world and this is the solution to everything. But actually, when it comes to working with printed materials, I think our product is a, a world-class uh, product and, you know, our sales over the last uh, so five, six years have really um, shown that, you know, we've expanded to five countries and we've got nearly 100 employees now. So there is a real need for this type of simple technology that's e easy to use out of the box that, you know, people can just quickly get the results they want. Yeah. And it was very interesting to note that, that since the start of lockdown this time last year, uh, <clears throat> sales in the Amazon Kindle have, have, have kind of almost plummeted and sales of books have 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 shot up again you know after many years of kind of decline because people don't want to read on their screen after they've spent all days on the screen so i think with the rise of books again you know a tool like a scanning pen um is you know vitally important um because you know if we return to books then that means uh, you know th those who struggled with with reading printed material will, will encounter those issues again so um no, that, that's a very important point to pull out there, I think, Jack. So thank, thank you very much. I wanted, to, you mentioned before um, when we last spoke that the scanning pen, that the, the technology that you use has been used 
not just in the teaching environment or in the tutoring environment, but but you know in prisons and in libraries and in, and in the workplace. Um, and we may well get onto to kind of those um, other areas that that your your company kind of touches. But I'd like to know how a, span, a scanning pen can be used kind of by a tutor or a teacher in their teaching environment to to, to assist kind of with, with the learning. Yeah. So um, I mean, this is really. Um come to light um, in the last five or six years and we've even taken on a couple of educators now within our business who you know create resources and strategies for schools to help them get going with the pens but we've very much moved from being a box shifter shifting out boxes of pens to schools to actually becoming an education company we want to be there for the school for the teachers for the tutors to provide you know all the support you know we don't want you just to get the pen and think oh gosh, what am I going to do with that? We want to give you uh, an activity book that goes with it that will get the child excited and enthused. There's like word searches and things like that to help them get off the mark. And um, so, you know, we as a company very much are here to support educators. And I would um, tell educators to get in touch with us if they um, can't find you know, any useful resources, um, you know, just to look on our website or get in touch. So I'd say the main things are, you know, certainly in the classroom environment and particularly now with COVID, our technology allows the teacher and the teaching assistant to be more nimble, to move around the classroom, to not have to sit with one or two students who perhaps dominate their time. So our technology allows someone who is a dedicated, struggling reader, you know, someone who's having difficulty decoding, to have this tool sitting on their desk and to run over the words and hear them aloud. We think that is then freeing up the teacher and teacher assistant to move around the classroom environment. I can give you a second example, which is in exams. So our exam reader pen, which is bright orange and only reads aloud, is approved for use in GCSEs and, and A-levels. Um, and this can be used by anyone who's sitting those exams. You don't need exam accommodations. This pen is, um, can be given out by the exams officer on the day of the exam. As long as it's part of the normal way of working, the student can use it to uh, decode any words on the question paper that they've struggled with. Now, the reason the exam boards uh, wanted our technology to be used in exams was twofold. They said, one, children are going to be leaving school soon and they need to manage on their own. If we've given them a human reader for 15 years, that's going to be a real struggle uh, for that individual to uh, transition, transition into the workplace. The, the second thing is the schools couldn't resource it. So they had maybe 30 children taking one exam in the summer who struggled with reading. These might be students with English as an additional language. These might be students with dyslexia. These might just be students who are struggling with reading. And the school wants to support those children to pass their exams. You're not being um, tested on your reading ability in these exams. If you're doing a geography exam and you're being asked about periglaciation or you know, volcanoes, there's a lot of technical terminology. And the pens can just be used simply to run over the words and hear them aloud. So um, the, the second reason the exam boards allowed the pens was a whole resourcing issue. The schools couldn't cope with finding 30 readers to sit with the students, all the different rooms. So we don't say our technology is for everyone, but certainly for some of those students who try the pen and enjoy using it, 
they can be back in the main exam hall with their peer group, headphones plugged in, and the words they get stuck on, and they can scan over and hear them aloud. And I would say more often than not, the pens are used as well as a bit of a prop to give them some a backup on that day of their exam. If you come across a word in your maths paper, trigonometry, I don't know, there's lots of complicated words in maths. You can use this pen to decode it. Um, as you know, as well as I do, Ludo, dyslexia is something that um, sort of passes through society. Um, it, it doesn't affect one group of society or another. Everyone can be uh, affected by it. So I think the British Dyslexia Association say one in 10 people have dyslexia. And so you know, even really high functioning students who are at some of the best schools, best universities in our country, they still have difficulties decoding words. It's not, you know, just the child at the bottom of the class. It's there's children through and adults through the whole spectrum of society who struggle with reading. And um, it's so important if you don't pass your exams, you know, it's going to really affect your outcomes in life. So we're really passionate about helping people to achieve their goals early on. Um, as you mentioned earlier, we're working a bit with prisons and there is this whole school to prison pipeline where people sort of fall out of school because they're not getting the support they needed and you know, they can end up on a, a path in life that they, you know, they end up in prison. And 50, more than 50% of people in prisons in the UK have got low literacy. And I think it's really important we get them the support they need at a younger age so that we try and break this cycle. Yeah. So, so just go a little bit deeper on that. How, how are the pens used in, in uh, prisons and, and, and the libraries and, and the workplaces? That, you, that you've just been mentioning there? So, um, I mean, libraries um, tend to buy pens just to make the libraries more accessible because there's lots of different people who come into libraries and you know, if they can help some people who struggle with reading to access printed materials, then you know, that's ticking another box for them you know, to a certain extent. The, the prisons, as you know, I just talked about is, you know, I'm particularly passionate about this because there are such high volumes of people who struggle with um, reading in prisons. And again, we've got the English as an additional language factor. And they're also, as well as, you know, locked up for long hours, um, you know, they get important documents come to them from their lawyers or, um, you know, all the rest. And if they are having to ask another inmate to read those to them or ask a prison officer to read them to them, that, uh, you know, involves a lot of trust and, um, it, it can cause difficulties for those individuals by letting other people know what's going on in their life, which you know, is perhaps you know, things they want to keep private to themselves. So our technology has recently been approved for use in prison cells in the UK, or let me say England um, at this point, um, England. And so, so prisoners can be given our pens in the prison cells to access materials so they can have a book, they can be studying a lot of studying still goes on in, in prisons and it, it's typically done in the educational wings, most of which have been closed for the last year because of COVID. And so our pens have been used for a couple of years in educational wings, but now there's a real prospect of them getting into lots of prison cells all across the country, which really excites me because these prisoners can be doing a lot more with their time um, you know, constructively, and then it's going to help with their rehabilitation. And hopefully once they come out of prison again, come out of the prison system on the other side, 
they'll have some new skills, new knowledge, which will help them get back into society. Um, and yeah, I'd probably just mention at this point, the we've dedicated a new pen for the workplace and for prisons. It's called uh, Reader Pen Secure. And all it does is read aloud and it has a dictionary. Um, so there's no storage function at all. So much there to add about moving beyond education and, and you know, there's points to elements there that, you know, I would I'd never even have thought of about, you know, reading important documents. So I think that'll help really to, to show the utility of, of scanning pens in, in you know, kind of every walk of life. Um, Definitely. And Ludo, we talked earlier about the you know, children feeling embarrassed about, you know, having to ask someone else to support them where they're reading, but you know, you're now a 24 year old, you know, you're in the workplace or you're in a prison cell, you know, admitting to people that you can't read or you, you know, yeah, these things are are really tough on different parts of society. So the more we can all do to support them with um, independent reading, I think the better. Yeah. And if you're armed with that, that little orange pen, then uh, then mm. the confidence in your own ability is, 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 is hugely uh, augmented. Um, now I, We've just got a kind of five or so minutes left and there's a couple of areas that I, I would not like to finish this conversation with, without touching on. So the first of those is, could you tell us a little bit more about your, your DEAR campaign um, and, and what you're kind of hoping to achieve with uh, with, with, with Drop Everything and, and, and Read? So um, about three years ago, we decided we wanted to set up something that was like a positive campaign vehicle all around dyslexia so we set up um, it's really just a hashtag called uh, succeed with dyslexia and we use it on branding of mugs and uh, tote bags we give out at trade shows and things um, but we wanted to really um, create more content and interest in this whole idea around succeeding with dyslexia so um We've teamed up with dyslexia organizations all around the world. Um, last October, we did something called Go Red for Dyslexia. Um, red it was something that parent groups were beginning to use uh, in the October Dyslexia Awareness um, Month. To We noticed this in Australia and in America. Groups were trying to reclaim the color red in a fun way because it had been used to mark students' work and mainly the children's work of these parents' groups and the children just didn't like the red pen marking their work and it was all quite negative. And so these parent groups wanted to reclaim the color red in a really positive way and make it fun and engaging again. So they started some sort of campaigns um, and we decided because we are in you know, a number of different countries and we're quite close to a lot of dyslexia associations, let's see if we can tie together um, this this campaign all around raising awareness and, and make an even bigger splash. So we did Go Red for Dyslexia last autumn, and it was really exciting. The British Dyslexia Association got involved and we raised a lot of awareness and we asked people to, to donate to their local dyslexia charities. So it's all kind of positive. And then um, we thought this spring, there's a lot of um, schools do a lot around reading in springtime and um, there's World Book Day and there's this thing called Deer, which is drop everything and read. And that's where uh, you can do it at home if you want, or it's quite common to do it in schools. Uh, my kids did it in their school last week. And that is the 
school suddenly says, right, drop everything and read. For 15 minutes, everyone is going to read. That includes the teaching staff, the support staff in the school. We're all going to stop and read our books for 15 minutes. And um, it's meant to be quite fun and engaging. So we thought we would do a little twist on Deer and we do Deer for Dyslexia. And so we've created a campaign to support um, educators and tutors, etc., by creating resources they can give to children to um, su support them with their reading. And um, there's books, book lists and suggestions um, and lots of activities. And we're encouraging people to take pictures of themselves um, do, doing dear time um, and sharing those on social media with the hashtag dear for dyslexia. And at the end of this month, we've got a, a festival which now has more than 700 people attending called uh, Dear for Dyslexia Festival. It's totally free. It's running on the 29th of March in the UK uh, for three hours, uh, bringing together some educators to talk about strategies for supporting reading. And then on the 30th of March in the US, um, again, with a different group of educators coming together to share best practice and, and ideas. Wonderful. Well, that is the, the, the next step to aim for then for, for listeners, really. Um, and it sounds like you're very, very well attended and a very well kind of uh, promoted event so far. So um, huge congratulations on that. Um, and just before uh, we finish, Jack, um, I would like to ask one question that perhaps you've, you've actually just answered my question with, with what you've just been discussing there about, about the DFS Dyslexia Learning Festival. But right now, today, a listener comes to the end of this podcast uh, and they want to get in touch. What, 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 do you, what is your advice to a, a tutor listening in to this podcast for accessing uh, your pens? What's the next step? Uh, well, what I would say is we offer free trials uh, to schools and we offer free trials to parents now. So um, and, you know, if there are um, tutors out there who are interested, you know, please get in touch with us as well. Uh, we do do an assessor uh, discount, which sort of is for people who are out there, uh, you know, talking about support for reading and, and technology. So they're welcome to, to get in touch with us and to you know, take us up on that. Um, I always think that you just need to find what the child is interested in. So I don't know, my children, one of my, my, my eldest son's really into football and he just loved football books. And I think finding your doorway into reading is so important. And that could be through the Beano comic, which again, I have a 12, 11 and six year old that is read every week within about 30 minutes of it arriving on our door on a Saturday morning. Um, it's just getting that love of reading the kindle uh you mentioned earlier um my kids absolutely love their kindles it's just a different way of accessing text you can take it everywhere um printed you know you can download new books all the time um but yeah i think also you know yeah trying out something new so go and look online there's so many resources out there to support reading there's so many brilliant assistive technologies uh, available and to just go and find out more. Someone said to me at the beginning of the year, um, you know, what you don't know, you don't know. And so, you know, that is, I think, encouragement to us all to get out there and find out more about uh, what we can do better. 
which is exactly what you've done today, Jack. So uh, thank you very much for, for coming on. I know uh, this is by no means your first podcast, so I, the, the, the links to Jack's other podcast will be in the show notes below, as will the links to um, the UK and the US uh, events of the, the Deer for Dyslexia Learning uh, Festivals uh, on the 29th of March and then the, the day after, um, and uh, as will the link to, to Scanning Pens, um, uh, scanningpens.co.uk, which is which is obviously uh, Jack and, and, and Toby's uh, company. So um, thank you very, very much. That's a hugely, hugely informative um, blog there, not not only about dyslexia, but also about the work that, that these pens can do in, in schools and, and prisons and and in the workplace. Um, I hope you enjoyed it too. It's uh, very much uh, something I think people love to, to discuss their own, their own projects and that's kind of the beauty of, of the podcast medium. So um, thank you again, Jack. Uh, and I'm sure we would uh, love to, to welcome you back on in a few months time to, to, to discuss kind of developments um, of, of the pen and the tool. Yeah, thank you so much for including me today. Um, and you know, well done to all the work you do in you know, supporting tutors and educators and um, ultimately helping children to achieve their goals at the end of the day, which is what we want them to do is to all be successful and uh, achieve their ambitions. Yeah, which is, which is why we're all here. Um, so thank you very much again, Jack, um, and speak very soon. Thanks for listening to the Qualified Tutor Podcast where tutors share their expertise to support the tutoring community. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join our Qualified Tutor Community at www.qualifiedtutorcommunity.org or find it in the show notes below. We exist to connect, share and learn with you because tutoring is a small job that makes a big difference.